Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast coming to you live, sort of, from the infinity studios. You know who it is. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand, posted in front of his microphone stand. Why don't you get up on there and tell him who you am, my friend? Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy, Old School Sav. Yes. Playing that classic DJ quick, aka right there. Rabbit Hole Randy. Yes, sir. So once you go down a rabbit hole with something, man, it's hard to pull yourself back out. You know, I'm it t- starts with just usually like, you know what, man, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Or you stumble across a song you haven't heard, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, but then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this, and the next thing you know, you pretty much unearth this artist's entire catalog, and you're just immersed and drowning in drowning it in a good way. Not a negative drowning. It's a musical drowning. But uh, there's nothing better, man. There's nothing better. I love it, dude. And uh, that's that way too funky, DJ Quick. Not funky. Not F-U-N-K-Y. That's funky. This is second to none oh. right here. Oh, uh, this, this off the second to none album? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's that DJ Quick family tree, man. So it was second to none, AMG, High C. That's the, that's the DJ Quick family tree right there, man. Those are the people that all kind of branched off from his success. Yes. That's so I was listening. None. Yeah, last week I was, uh, I, I think I texted you. I was at work. I was doing some stuff on the computer, and, and I just, for whatever reason, got something in my head. And, I, and uh, oh, it was, I had a coworker. Uh, this this has very similar, very similar to the, uh, to the, uh, the, the uh, cell phone ring, or not the cell phone, yeah. but the desk ring, where I was like, the bay never went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I, uh, somebody was talking to me, and uh, they were talking about San Antonio and how they saw some, like, they were in San Antonio for work, and then they saw some, like, 
some real questionable stuff that might have been gang stuff. And then in my head, I was like, San Antonio is just like Compton. Yeah, that's <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's... shit, way too funky. And then I'd listen to that album all day. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I have vivid memories. I was a massive fan of DJ Quick's first album, Born and Raised in Compton. Uh, I wore that CD out, man, front to back. And I even saw him in Sacramento with Second to None at the Spring Jam concert that FM 102. FM 102 used to every year do this show at Cal Expo called Spring Jam, where whoever was popping on the radio at the time would come and tour. And uh, DJ Quick at the time had Tonight. That was the big hit. And Second to None had... uh, I really didn't mean to turn you on, didn't mean to turn you on. That was their big hit. So Quick came out, and they came out with him and did a show together. But if all you've heard is the radio stuff, if all you listen to is FM 102, and all you know of DJ Quick is tonight, and all you know of Second to None is I really didn't mean to turn you on, there were a lot of people at uh, Cal Expo that had their minds blown that day because DJ Quick came right out. First song right out the gate, Sweet Black Pussy. That's the first song. He came right out swinging that. That's the one who starts off. Yes, that's it. So he comes right out. DJ Quick is in the motherfucking house. DJ Quick is in the motherfucking house. And he goes right into Sweet Black Pussy. And I turn around, and and Spring Jam has all kinds of artists. So R&B. So there's people like Color Me Bad and uh, Silk. And you know, uh, you name it, Monica, like all these RB. So there's people there with kids, you know, like li- little kids. And he comes out just right out the gate, no holds barred with Sweet Black Pussy. And uh, and they were airing some of the segments of that on the radio. And I can only imagine that the DJs were like, oh, nope. All right. Thank you, folks. So anyway, yeah. A word from our sponsor. Yeah. Condoms. Yeah. Magnum condoms. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it was, but. So, uh, definitely, um, anyway, that's, that's kind of the rabbit hole that I went down to. And that's why, oh, that's, I, that's why one, I played yeah. a little second and then I sent that to, uh, the mad cyclone and he, and I was like, the vibes I'm feeling today is like, those are some good vibes. I have so many memories. I think I told you, man, that second to none out. And I don't remember the name of it now. I bought that CD and I just, I think that was like 91 or 92. I was early high school. And I played that thing forwards and backwards, top to bottom. Had that. That's one of those albums I had it memorized. And I would put it in my Walkman and sing the lyrics out loud on the bus. Man, I just remember it. Uh, yeah, man, a lot of memories from the early 90s and that, and that music. DJ Quick was a huge part of uh, my growing up. And that, that first DJ Quick album and that first second of that album started. And I've been wanting to get... I've got Born and Raised in Compton on vinyl, but I don't have anything else from DJ Quick. And uh, so, yeah, man, uh, uh, what, what are the other two? Rhythmalism is one that I must have. I think that's an absolute classic. And then, uh, you know, some believe in love and some believe in friends, safe and sound. Those two albums are a must own on vinyl. And he just re-released them on vinyl. They're not cheap. They ain't Yellow Wolf expensive, but they ain't cheap either. <laughs> they're, you know, they're in the $40 range, but they will at some point, someday, end up in my collection. Plus so shipping. Yeah, but yeah, don't forget the shipping. Do not forget the shipping. But how you doing, man? You good? <sighs> Buddy, let me tell you something. Yeah, tell me. I got a little Bama follow-up. Okay. Let's uh, hear it, man. Roll Tide, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if we said yeah. that. I don't know if John, I don't know, if, I don't know if Matt Cyclone knows, but Roll Tide. 
that's an inside joke for everyone listening, right? Yeah, that's an inside joke because he, after he listened to the episode, he's like, that was enough damn roll tide in a stupid episode. <laughs> he's a Big 12 guy, you know, I, uh, Iowa State, so, uh, you know, he, he not a not a Bama fan. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's the only reason I, uh, I don't follow college sports, and you know how I feel about football. I'm not the biggest football fan. The only reason I know Roll Tide and the Crimson Tide is that movie, The Crimson Tide, with Denzel Washington. At one point, they the soldiers say, Roll Tide! They say that in the in the movie. And that's the only reason, If when you reference that, I knew it had something to do with Alabama, and I oh, know yeah. it has to do it. I'm not that out of the loop that I don't know it has to do with Alabama college sports. But for me, the first time I ever heard Roll Tide was in that movie, The Crimson Tide, with uh, Denzel Washington, and I think it's Alec Baldwin. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's a uh, um, submarine movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes from the uh, the, the like uh, Patriot Games family. It's in. It's like a Tom Clancy type thing. If I'm, if I'm not Robert Ludlum. Robert Ludlum. Oh, so the Born Identity it comes from that. That's I don't know. I'm asking. I'm not. I'm oh, not oh, stating. Oh, gotcha. I'm not stating. It's it's somewhere in that universe, like Robert Ludlum, Tom Clancy. The multiverse. It's in, it's, in, it's in the Clancy multiverse. No, no, that's, that's next like, week, bro. That's next week. Yeah. <laughs> so the sum of all fears, I think it's the same dude who wrote Patriot Games, sum of all fears. And, uh, the Jack Ryan world, I believe that Crimson Tide comes from that universe. Uh, and I could be wrong. And hey, if I am, I'm sure our loyal listeners will let me know. Like, I'm sure we got a lot of Clansonites out there. Is that what Clansonites? I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Crimson Tide, though. It was a great movie. I mean, anything with Denzel. Denzel could be in a fucking McDonald's commercial selling nuggets, and I would be, like, rolling a tear. Well, Crimson Tide is a, is a book written by Richard Henrik, so that's how Okay, Richard Hendricks. Might see I was wrong. The Hendrick yeah, thought- the Knights are going to come after yeah. you. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's, not in the, it's not in the sum of all fears universe that I thought it was. Okay. My bad. Anyway. <laughs> it's a great movie, regardless. Yeah. We'll review that next week yeah. after the multiverse. Yeah. Because, you know, we like to get totally sidetracked by talking about a movie that's 25, 30 years old. It's kind yeah, of our move. 100%. Well, we weren't around to review. We, yeah. we didn't have a podcast back then, so we got to yeah. play catch up a little bit here, right? Yeah. I mean, so they've talked about Mystery Man, Fallen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had a little bit of Bama um, follow-up. Uh, I, I forgot okay. to tell one story. I told it to all you nasty when we were on the way to softball the other night. And right. uh, I did tell the part where uh, the the um, flight attendant, uh, I almost called him a steward. No, that's not appropriate anymore. The flight attendant was a uh, stewardess, not an appropriate term anymore. I don't think is that so. Right? That's it's, it's like it's, yeah, it's like secretary. You can't say secretary. Uh, you can't say. So what is what is sec- that's now administrative assistant? Yeah, right? that's right. That's why they have administrative gotcha. assistance day. See, I think secretary sounds better than assistant. I'll just be honest with you. Well, right I think now. it's because people were like, oh, man, that's a hot like, secretary. Yeah. I want to bang that secretary. Like, secretary, oh, well, secretary yeah. became, yeah. became very, uh, very uh, gender. Sexualized. Yeah, sexualized. Yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong, but that's. No, you're, you're probably right. Yeah. That's probably it. Um, so, anyway, I did tell the story about the, the, the uh, um, flight attendant who was like, oh, there's no smoking on the plane, you know, in case you haven't been on a plane since 1983. Which I right, thought was yeah. hilarious, but also like, did he just say that? Like, I wanted to make sure in my head that I heard it. Uh, so that was um, from Sacramento to Alabama, uh, to uh, Houston. But then when I got on the f- flight, the flight from Houston 
to South Carolina, I was sitting next to these two young ladies, one African-American, one white. And as they were sitting and they were talking and they asked if they could sit next to me, it was very clear they were from the South. Deep, right. thick accent. Like, how y'all doing? How you doing? How y'all? There's only one of me, motherfucker. Right? So uh, right, right. very clear they were from the South. So we sit down. We start bullshitting a little bit. And uh, I, I'm not going to get into everything we talked about because uh, I'll probably take the whole episode because it was, it was kind of funny. But uh, sure. as as I'm sitting there, right, you know, the, 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 uh, this, the, uh, uh, now I'm, I almost said executive assistant, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, flight <laughs> attendant got on the mic and, you know, they usually announce like where the crew's from. This is a, this is a Dallas crew. We're heading to, you know what I mean? Whatever. Right. This was an Alabama crew mm-hmm. heading to, to, to Birmingham. And he got on the mic. He said, "Hey, this is from that Birmingham, Alabama crew." And then he proceeded to talk for a minute, and I and 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 I literally was like this, <laughs> like just looking with massive perplexion for Absolutely like possible. almost a minute. Yeah. And and I looked at the girl next to me, and she looked at me, and she goes, "Yeah, I lived in Alabama all my life. I have no idea what he said right now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it was totally like that one dude. It was totally that one dude from Waterboy. You're like, and then the only thing I heard, the only thing I understood at the end of the thing was he was like, buckle up. Fair enough. I was like, I guess put my seatbelt on. That's all I know. <laughs> Right, and right, I was right. like, "All right," because you know how sometimes people have accents and stuff, and you're like, "Ah, oh, maybe," you know. And then you then and then you hear them enough, and you don't even hear it anymore. You totally understand them. I yeah. was like, I oh, thought yeah. that was that. And then I looked to the girl from Carolina to my right. And she goes, "Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he said." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they all kind of have the same spiel, yeah. so you could probably guess he was like. This is how you hook up your seatbelt. You know, the uh, if, if you need oxygen, it's going to Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that what it was, but I, yeah, yeah. I mean, because he could have literally been like, you know, hey, this is a, uh, we're, we're coming out here to you guys from Birmingham, Alabama crew. We'll just let you know there's alligators loose in the pit. And I wouldn't have heard him. Like, the alligators yeah. could have just been destroying everybody in the plane, and I wouldn't have known. Because I, I didn't understand. On the plane, and, and we're all going to die. You had no I idea. I'm tired of these motherfucking gators in the motherfucking plane. Uh, roll tight. <laughs> well, we now know what Farmer Fran from the Waterboy does for a living. Yeah, he's on that plane. He's now a flight, flight attendant. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I said so I was yeah, going to talk. That's Farmer Fran. That's the that's the character. Yeah, if, you yeah. wanna go, if we want to start going down a Waterboy hole and reviewing that movie. Um, I, I will say this. I w- I'm not going to talk about the whole conversation. But I will say one thing. I, I asked the girls next to me. I said, hey, I'm being in Birmingham. Any recommendations? Right. right, and the African American lady was next to me, and the and the white girl was was next to her. The African American lady just looked like a she was a little younger than me, probably maybe I don't know, uh, but she was very nice, very sweet. The one next to her, uh, the white girl, uh, was kind of dressed like Blossom, so okay. that's yeah, just yeah. kind of the vibe she had. Also, oh, we very- do a Blossom review now. <laughs> Let's start digging in on that show. Whoa. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. yeah. And she, and I said, hey, you got any Birmingham reviews? You know, I'm first time in Alabama. And she goes, don't get shot. What? And I go, isn't that isn't that advice for where anywhere you go? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't. And I said, Alabama specific. And I and I go, it's it's kind of one of the top things on my everyday list. But thank you. Yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> the the girl next to me goes, looks at her friend and goes, honey, honey, he's from California. He knows. 
Yeah. And I was like, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. I mean, I don't live in Compton. And I was, and then I was right. like, in my head, I was like, I work in Stockton. You know what? I, I know. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's the speculation anywhere else in the world. California's just gangbanging and surfing. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah. Like this, and Hollywood. That's we my... make movies. We make movies. We gangbang and we surf. So that's what we do out here in California. That's it. That's all we and do. It's the same way when I think about Alabama or Texas or something like that. You know what I think about? Horses, hunting, and fishing. It's like DJ Quick says in that song. I was thinking about horse dookie and cowboy boots, and he gets off and, gets off and there's gangbangers because he wasn't expecting that because all he was thinking was horse shit and cowboy boots. But you know, there's those, those speculations go both ways. In this case, anybody want to know that noise was uh, I have a water bottle, and I was drinking, and I was trying to be quiet. And even I felt like the more quiet I was trying to be, it got louder. Yeah, I heard it. I picked it up. It was like crunch, crunch. I, was I, I had the I had the courtesy to crack open my uh, diet wild cherry Pepsi before we started recording. Yeah, but oh, tell me about the cans, my friend. Oh, so yeah, man. I just was looking. I was going to tell the story. Looking at this silver diet Pepsi can on my hand. Uh, yesterday, I spent all day from nine in the morning till five in the afternoon working the Art Beer and Wine Festival in uh, El Dorado Hills. We had a booth, so I was out there all day. And because it's an art, you know, we we're not artistic. We don't do art. So because it's a beer and wine festival, um, we created koozies that said, if you need a re-litter, hold my beer. And we were giving away free course Light. And we also had a basket that we were encouraging people to give us their information. And we put their name in a raffle to win this whiskey basket that had whiskey and glasses and tumblers, everything you need to make an amazing whiskey drink, like was in this really nice basket we put together. Nothing kid-friendly, because this is a beer and wine and art festival, so you don't see a lot of kids. But so I had the Coors Lights in the koozies sitting on the table, and we have the alcohol basket. And, you know, the thing about these, these, these fest when you have a booth, you got to get people to come to talk to you. They, nobody's there to talk about real estate or insurance. So you need, so you see people walking by, and they're giving you the side eye, like, uh, is it worth walking over? Is there any free shit there that's worth my time to for them to try to engage me and sell me on real estate? So, you know, beer is a great way to draw people in at a place where you got to pay for alcohol. So we're giving it away for free. So all day long, people are taking beers and, and you know, whatever. And, and, oh, man, I want that whiskey basket. They're super excited. Well, this little kid comes up. I mean, he's little. I can barely see his head over the top of the table. And he goes, uh, excuse me, sir. And I go, yeah, man, how can I help you, buddy? And he goes, do you have anything other than Diet Coke? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, buddy, uh, yeah, that's not Diet Coke. That's Coors Light. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to drink but beer. And he's like, oh, okay, well, what are those? And he points at the, the raffle tickets. I go, those are raffle tickets. Oh, can I get one? I go, ah, geez, buddy, again. You know, I'm so sorry that for a basket for whiskey. Uh, you could go get your mommy and daddy, you know, and bring them back over. I'm sure they'd love a beer and love whiskey. I'd love to talk to them. And he was just like, do you have anything I can have? Like, literally, like, and I'm like, uh, I got a keychain, buddy. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he just took a real estate keychain and walked away. Like, what are you going to do with that kid? Like, but literally, that's like the basis of those things. That's what do you have for free that I can have? Like, and you can literally watch people as they walk by. They don't want to make eye contact with you. 
but they're looking out the side of their eye and they're eyeballing your table going, do I, do I, do I, do I, do I, okay, you got me. And then they come in, you know, and it's like, yeah, this kid was been literally like, uh, so adult, but like, I'm like, dude, I can't give you a beer. I can't put you in the raffle for the whiskey, man. Take your keychain and bring your mommy and daddy back so I can sell their house. You know, basically, that's what it boils down to. But it was a long day. Had a good time. Had a good lunch. But, you know, I'm tired, man. It, it's uh, putting in some work, man. But it was fun. Well, uh, you know, as a kid, you, you remember those little things. It's not about uh, it's not about what it is. It's, it's really about quantity over quality. You just want stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. We didn't have anything kid-oriented. That might be something we want to think about the next time we do it. Because even the keychain, because that was our theme, need a realtor, hold my beer. So even the keychain, like it, it was a keychain with a like a rubber key that said Aborn Powers on it. Because that's my real estate company I work for. But then it had like a laminated thing that said, need a realtor, hold my beer. And it had the phone number for the company and our, our real estate license. So this kid took a keychain that said, need a realtor, hold my beer. Hopefully he went and gave it to us. Well, maybe, and and maybe this is just a thought. I'll give it to you for free if you like it. The people of Aborn Powers, they can get it courtesy of the 209 to Infinity podcast. Next time for future things like that, maybe you make two sets of koozies. You make another set of koozies that -hmm. says, hold my root beer. There you go. And then, then you can still give beer. it to the kids because the kids are still going to have it and it's going to be in their parents' house. Exactly. And that, and that's the thing. We're trying to, you, it, the whole thing about that is trying to find something like keychains, bottle openers, whatever it is. Something that somebody's going to throw in a drawer that won't just go in the trash that, you know, six months down the line, they may stumble across it and go, oh shit. Yeah, that's right. I do need a relitter. Jenny's now, selling know? her house. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, was I just said, do you know anybody that's... There you go. That guy was really nice. He gave me a Coors Light for free. You know, that like, guy that's is really cool dude. He gave my freaking eight-year-old kid a Coors Light. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid had a mustache. Like, pretty sure. Not my cool. fault. What are you yeah. feeding at home? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you totally yeah. got me sidetracked right. by, the, by the can thing. But thank you for telling yeah. your can story. Oh, of course. Uh, Absolutely. What I, mean. I did have some Bama follow-up. Um, okay. And Go uh, for it. here's the thing. I don't know if you know this. We may or may not have talked about this at some point. I'm not 22 anymore. Uh, I do know that. I don't know if we've discussed it, uh, but I'm aware. Yes. Um, that weekend fucked me up, dude. I was so Probably. tired this week. Yeah. I just couldn't regulate. Yeah. And, and I understand. Could like, you mount up? Uh, I, did, I couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Regulators, mount up! Oh, sorry, man. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I hear you. Oh, it it yeah, was a clear, dark night it, with a clear, white moon. Yeah. Okay. Not nice. moon night. Yeah, yeah. No, we're getting that's there. Later. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, but uh, I just like I noticed it a little bit, and I don't know if it was time change or just everything. Like the last couple times I've come back from Hawaii, like the time change has kind of messed with me, and it took me like a few days to kind of get back on track. Right. This this trip was only two hours and time change wise, and I just I don't know, dude. I was just beat. Like I just like I was functioning and I did, but like I was just running out of gas earlier in the day more than yeah. usual. And I didn't like like I'd get up, I'd be fine, I'd be there, and all of a sudden like, and I can't remember the last time this happened. Like all of a sudden two or three, like I was like, all right, I'm done, and yeah. no amount of caffeine I put in my body helps. Right. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, what the hell, dude? And I was like, what is it like? You know, is it just traveling is a bunch of hurry up, hurry up, hurry up until you actually get to where you're going. But the thing is for you, what you did being that you got there and then pretty much the next day you turned right around and got out, you didn't have any time to decompress and uh, relax where you were going. Wasn't a vacation. It was for work. So, I mean, you got to think you're up at the butt crack of dawn, right? And you got to get to the airport park then you get to the shuttle where they take you into the airport then you get to the baggage claim then you go through the security checkpoint then you go and you sit and you run to the bathroom and then you get on the flight and then you get in and you land and then you get off and you get your bag and you get your rental car and then you're in the car trying to get to where you're going like you got to meet your client get your dinner then you get back to the hotel you know break down sleep have a snack eat all that Dude, you're, it's, it's just go, 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 boom, until you finally got home. Like, you were running for, what, 48 hours straight? I mean, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Thank you for justifying my tiredness. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've I've. It also probably didn't help that I did that hard, the full Thursday, the full Friday. I mean, like you said, going, 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 right? Was it worth yeah. it? Absolutely. Did I enjoy sure. my time? Absolutely. Did I have some fun stuff to talk about? Absolutely. Did I clock 11 hours of OT? You bet your damn ass I did. Yeah. Um, all but, of that. All of that. And then on Saturday, I come home, right? And and I don't know if I talked about this or not. I end up, uh, you know, oh, you nasty. He's like, hey, you want to play in a cornhole tournament? And I was yeah. like, in my head, I was like, I should probably just stay home and relax. And then what came out of my mouth was, you goddamn right I do. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. So I went and did that. And then on Sunday, I got up at, at five in the morning, got ready, drove mm-hmm. my ass to Los Banos, met with uh, the Mariposa Mahler. And then we went to Monterey and I played uh, I played Spanish Bay Pebble Beach course. Oh, man. Which was glorious and beautiful, and it kicked my ass. It was the first time in my life where I didn't feel like I was a golfer. Like, I just right. didn't play well. I just right. felt like the course was better than me. Okay. I got my ass kicked. I just got destroyed by the course. It's very difficult. Well, that's a, that's a, a PGA professional tour course, right? Pros play that course. Yeah, when they do the, um, when they do the, the PGA event, there's three courses. It's Spyglass Hill, Spanish Bay, and... Uh, pebble beach so that's one of the three you know and how of, i know about and, all those and, courses and of the three that's the tough one. where i played them all yeah 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 tiger woods <laughs> i remember spyglass hill especially yeah always gave me fits on my sega saturn yeah well sega saturn you know what i mean like you know your, <laughs> you know your stuff then so i i, I also that, i also didn't really like i mean that's what 96 hours of going pretty hard yeah, a hundred percent. So not only did you go, go, go for work while you were gone, but then you came back and you just kept it going. Like you didn't stop. You just kept pushing like cornhole out in the sun all day, golf out in the sun all day, working, going. So yeah, dude. And then you turn around and went back to work Right. Like for your regular work week, the rest of the work week. Like, so I can only imagine you probably got to work and went, holy shit. Like, now I gotta work, like, and I'm fucking beat, like, yeah, dude, crazy. crazy. So anyway, that was the that was the follow up, oh, and also shout out to Mariposa Mahler. Uh, had a great time. It was a fun day. Uh, the course was beautiful. Uh, so did he? Does he have a hookup? Like, how did you guys end up? How did that end up happening? Yeah, so I don't know. He has some type of uh, um, 
It's basically like a rich Because those person. aren't an easy get, right? It's no. not easy to get out there. I don't know what he did. He got something. It's like a... It's called a... I don't know what it is. Basically, he has something where you can play these select courses at a discounted rate during okay. the months of like May to September or something. I don't know what it is. It's he's a, got a hookup. He knows yeah, yeah. somebody. He's it, the mauler. Is, what are you going to yeah, do? The mauler. He's got the mauler hookup. He's got like rich person Groupon or some shit. I don't know what it is. <laughs> rich person's Groupon. Yeah. Yeah. But I took advantage yeah, of it and I, I didn't care. It was. Uh, I got this caviar for 600 instead of 800 on uh, rich people's Groupon. It cost me like over 200 which is a ton of money but then like how much it was supposed to cost and then like it was right. worth it the experience like absolutely uh so it. it's, it's definitely worth it people group on, dude i think that's genius and 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 uh you know like for me like not like even if i'd have shot the greatest round of my life which i would have immediately applied for the tour uh but uh even if i'd have done that like it was also it's also about like making the time and taking the experience and, and you know me and out me and Mahler spent two hours in the car on the way down there two hours back you know talking and bullshit and then just you know catching up it's about that too you know what i mean so it's not right, just about right. the competitive how you golf just the whole experience was great and, and it was a it was a it was a golf for the soul if you will right there you go you know what's funny man is uh, a while back couple months back uh my company got invited to a uh playing a golf tournament where they're using their they're putting on a tournament to raise money um and and uh, my supervisor asked bill do you golf i need you know it's a foursome and i was like it was a long time ago like yeah man i golf i'm not very good i haven't played 18 holes in years but if you need somebody i'll fill the gap and then i never heard anything else about it that was like three four months ago i don't know something like it was a long time ago and all of a sudden i hear him yesterday or the day before in the office talking about the golf tournament and how they're gearing up and getting ready and talking about man hey maybe this monday we should go out to the range for practice and I, all of a sudden the light bulb went off and i peeked around the corner i go hey man, this golf tournament am i uh am i in this am i am i doing this he's like yeah man you're in i signed you up I'm like oh shit i have not swung a golf club in like months i'm like so uh monday driving range is that what you said yeah i'm in Put, put me down pencil me in on that one because uh i said i'm gonna tell you right now man i totally forgot about this i haven't swung a golf club in months i said i uh i i'm really bad i just want you to know don't count on me to win this tournament for you i'm not your ringer and they go dude he goes it's best ball it ain't gonna matter we're just out there for fun i'm like okay that's good because i'm not gonna put you over the top <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now it's gonna be ugly Last time I swung a club was when I went out with Max and I got so mad because I was doing so horribly that I started swinging angry and I threw my back out. That was the last time I golfed. Well, don't do that. No, yeah, no. When we go to the driving range now, I don't care how bad I'm swinging. I'm going to take it nice and easy and just in, focus and have a good time. Man. Unless uh, you have a rich person's Groupon for a really good chiropractor. Then I do not. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't have the uh, connection to rich, rich man's Groupon. Love it. Yes, love it. I don't know why. My, that's my rich guy voice. I'm mm -hmm, not sure. Mm -hmm. That's um, Thurston Howell Third from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> oh, love it. Yes. Give me the caviar and a seagull. Love it. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably not a good impersonation but that's what i think but anyway man yeah so i'm gonna be golfing soon 18 holes for the first time and that's gonna be a long day because that's one of those things where it's a tournament and it's it's an event though too so you get there early what course are you playing at 
Uh, you know what? I think it's in Pl- Apple Mountain in Placerville, if I'm Ooh. not mistaken. Nice. I could be wrong on that. So it's it's up up uh, in El Dorado County. It's an El Dorado County event. But there's something that happens before, and then you golf, and then there's like a presentation and a dinner afterwards. It's oh yeah, a long fucking day, man. But uh, yeah, man, I told them. I said, hey, listen, I don't hit, I don't hit the driver. I'm no good with it. I said, I'm strictly an iron guy, and uh, and even that is subpar. So just be ready. And they go, it's best ball. So if you suck, we're gonna do who's ever better. And I go, well, then we'll probably be going off your golf it won't be me guaranteed but anyway i'm still kind of looking forward to it it's been a long time it should be a fun day it's so. about the experience my guy it's about the experience you know what i mean yeah. uh yeah whether whether you're swinging under the uh the beautiful uh you know cool breeze and a bright sun or uh you know it's uh dusk and that moon's starting to come out ah uh, the moon night yeah the clear dark night and the clear white moon yeah yeah that's a great segue, my friend. So yeah, uh, we we wrapped up. We just had the, I believe, I believe. Quote me if I'm uh, correct. Me if I'm wrong. The <laughs> quote me if I'm wrong. You can quote me and correct me, <laughs> Bill. What you just said, direct quote. This is what you said, and it was wrong. I believe it's the series finale. No, yeah, yeah. season finale, not series finale. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe there's going to be a season two. I think from what I heard. But anyway. So, so I can tell you time. this, that it is listed as the uh-huh. season finale. Okay. But there gotcha. has been multiple things that have come out since then, since the finale dropped on Wednesday, uh-huh. stating that there is no season two in process. There is nothing um, nothing planned. And all that anybody can kind of say is like, they feel like we haven't seen the end of Moon Knight. We don't know what that means. Yeah, I heard that Oscar Isaacs actually didn't go beyond signing the contract for this season. Like, he did not sign an extended, like, give my life to Marvel. Because the thing is, with Marvel, it's a massive commitment. When you sign on, you're not just signing on for a television show. You are now signing on to for that character to pop up in other people's movies, to pop up in his own movies. And if you're an actor, a serious actor, like I think he is... He just came off of three Star Wars movies. And all, and in my opinion, only two of them were good. I mean, excuse me, only one was good. Two were absolute trash. So he's probably like, damn, do I want to commit, you know, to what could be 10 years of my life? I'm a serious actor. I like acting. I like doing other projects. Because if you think about it, all the people that are involved with Marvel that have been in, in it the last 10, 14 years, whatever it is, haven't done a lot of other acting it kind of consumes your life and, and takes it over. Like, so you're going to do season one of Moon Knight, then maybe you're going to pop up in the next Ant-Man movie, and then you might pop up in Thor Love and Thunder or whatever. Then you're going to roll into season two, and then right after season two, then there's going to be the Moon Knight movie. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've got to be prepared. You better really love that character because you're going to be signed on to be that guy for a very long time. So I imagine... From what I heard, he only signed on for the one season. He's probably thinking about it. And he's also probably waiting for them to make him a really big pay cut offer. You know, like, like, hey, man, you did well. We want you back. There's a book. Here's a number with a bunch of zeros behind it. You know, like for if you sign on for the big deal. Well, I think there's know? there's not a I don't know if they know where the story's going to go. That's probably why the why the hold is. Because yeah. Like, like he's going to pop up like in a because I was reading that this is the first episode or the first series 
where there's not some type of clear cut um, um, explanation about where something is going, right? After right. Loki was over, they were very clear. Loki two season two is happening. After one vision, right. they were like, it's very clear that there's going to be an Agatha thing, right? Everyone knew where Winter and Falcon and the Winter Soldier is heading. Like right. this, this was the one where they were like, well, now what? Like, okay, right. now you finally got us all in on Moon Knight. Now what? Yeah. Yeah, so I think the last time we recorded, we had only seen one episode. Right? It was two. We we had we were two in. I think okay. it was the first two. So since then, we've gotten four more episodes, and the, and the series has now closed out for at least for what we know of as just a one season. We are not knowing if there's going to be more. Um, what'd you think, man? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Likes, dislikes? How'd you feel about it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I it was one of those things that, uh, like I like I said after I watched that first episode, uh, I, I told you, Anno, you nasty. I don't know what I just watched, but I liked it. Right. I didn't know what it was, anything about the character. I didn't know anything about the about the story, about what it was, and it was very. It, I, I tell you, my favorite thing about Moon Knight um, is probably uh, it, it had to do with uh, more of. Uh, just trying to figure out who Mark Spector and and, and Steven and, and that whole process of, you know, the, his internal battles and all that stuff, which I understand is the point of kind of what they were doing on top of the Moon Knight stuff. But I just really enjoyed it. And I thought it was it, they did a great job because that's tricky. You can get really lost in that. And, and, and it can be like it, it, and I just I, I really enjoyed the whole kind of the way that everything kind of played out as far as yeah. like the character piece with the with the whole like is he mark is he steven grant is he mark specter like and then there's and layla this third there's a third person yeah 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 there. yeah man uh, uh yeah i agree so what did you, you think about it i uh this is top three for me if i have uh, this is a top three uh, out of the marvel tv um i'm still putting uh loki and uh wandavision ahead of this but if I was gonna, if I had a top three Marvel shows, this is this is number three. I really enjoyed this show, and I got a heap, a lot of that onto um, Oscar Isaac's shoulders. Man, he um, was a just. I felt like a tour de force. I, every episode just got better as it unraveled and opened up, and you learned that this was a man that was struggling with mental illness and split personality disorders. And that he was wrestling to try to control both sides of that personality. Um, he did such an amazing job of portraying both those characters. I believed it. I believed that those were two different people. Even though it's the same actor portraying them both, those moments when he's having a conversation with himself and uh, he's arguing with himself, but it's it's Spectre arguing with Grant. I totally got lost in the fact that that was the same dude. It felt like two different guys. When he's Stephen Grant, the way he, his posture and the way he carries himself and the way he speaks, and he's much more meek and mild and, and soft-spoken and, and gentle as to the way Spectre carries himself with the broader shoulders and more upright, he's more aggressive and he's more forthright. You've got Even this they... ex-Marine CIA agent who was a mercenary. Yeah. And then uh, who's Mark Spectre. And then you slash 
and you've got this alternate personality, which is like the literal polar opposite. A dude who's uh, working a gift shop in a museum who loves uh, the culture of Egypt and the Egyptian gods, like, but couldn't throw a punch to save his life. So when they're conversing and arguing back and forth and fighting for control, there were moments where I had to tell myself, that's the same dude. Even though they look exactly alike, they were two totally, completely different people. And you, there's nobody else to congratulate for that except Oscar Isaacs. He fucking knocked it out of the park. Like, if there isn't some kind of award, like an Emmy, I think TV's, TV awards are called Emmys when you get an award for acting on television. He deserves it, man. Bring that award to his doorstep, knock on the door, and hand it to him right now because, I mean, he... Not that this wasn't a good show, but if, if the rest of the show sucked, like if I didn't like the supporting characters of the story, which I did, but if I didn't, I still would have been so thoroughly impressed with him that I would have liked it somewhat because he killed it, man. He, he absolutely nailed it. I was, I'm so ready to see him. I want to go back now and find out other movies he's done. Like what else has he done? Because he, he blew me away in this, man. I was, I was totally, uh, impressed with him and uh i'm ready to see him do more with this character and with other things because he blew me away you know in the star wars movies he was just kind of playing a han solo type character kind of that was his vibe in that and i he didn't blow me away there but in this he's he could be he could easily go down as you know this was like uh like an award-winning performance i felt in in what was an incredible story man like I think we said it on the last episode for a show called Moon Knight about a super a guy who turns into a superhero called Moon Knight. You got very little Moon Knight. If you think about all six episodes, if you put all the Moon Knight together, you might have gotten one episode's worth of him being in that suit and being Moon Knight. If you took all six and put it together, like you got very little. And normally in a superhero movie, that would be a problem. In a superhero show or movie, like if you went to a Batman movie, and he didn't Batman up for an hour and a half, that's going to be an issue, right? But that was, I was so engrossed with the story and how it unraveled and opened up and them telling us, you learning who Stephen Grant and Mark Spector is and, and where they came from and why they are the way they are. Because as it unraveled, you learned why he created Stephen Grant, where Stephen Grant comes from. I was so fascinated by that. Never once did I go, Come on, where's fucking Moon Knight? I want to see some ass kicking. Like it never, I never felt that, not once. And I don't know, maybe you might feel differently about that, but I didn't ever have that problem with it. Well, I could tell you this: the um, for for me, like, and I and I like definitely want to mirror what you said about Oscar Isaac. I think he did a fantastic job uh, with the character. Uh, he was very, uh, and, 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 and that's kind of what I was trying to get to. You like. You have to be really good at what you do to make that believable when you're trying to pull off two personalities and they're like right. completely bipolar opposites. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Polar opposites. Oh, Sorry, my, my work came out there. Bipolar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> polar opposites. I don't know what bipolar opposite would be. That, would, that could be a, whole a hell of a diagnosis. Yeah. That could be a problem. Yeah. yeah uh, but no, in, 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 uh, to, to speak on what you said about his performance, uh, there is a deleted scene. I don't know if you've heard about the deleted scene. 
I have not. I haven't seen it. Uh, so it's not. They haven't released it yet. But like, oh, I guess okay. it. I guess it just news of it leaked from some of the actors um, and uh, cast people. Um, so there is a scene where uh, Mark and Stephen are like, you know, they go into one of those rooms when they're in the um, the psychiatry or the uh, in the in the loony bin. Right. And they're like going into these rooms. Well, they're like running. Technical term, loony bin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, funny farm. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all, all those you know very inappropriate things that you can't call anything anymore. Right. Absolutely. So they go in. Uh, they they they're like running through the halls or whatever, and they're running into another room, and and uh, and they. Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. Uh, Okay, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only problem with instrumentals is sometimes when they throw the instrumentals on the things, they will yeah. have like uh, they'll still have like the little clips in the in the words. Yeah, know? yeah, and like so, the interludes or something. Yeah, yeah, there'll be an interlude on it. You know what's hilarious too is I'll, I'm really excited now even more to listen back to this episode because sometimes you and I react to something like that, but it doesn't come through in the podcast. So you and I will stop and be like, oh. What the hell was that? Sorry about that. Yeah. And then I re-listen to the episode and go, oh, no one else knows what the hell we're laughing about or talking about because it's really quiet or it barely comes through or it's not noticeable. But to me, all I heard was, what the fuck? God, motherfucker, what? Yeah. I can totally hear yeah. it, but I don't know if anyone else is going to hear that or know what we're see, Where was it? Okay. It was so the, 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 they're running through the, the, through the building and then... Uh, the institution and they go into yeah. a room and then you know every time they would go into a room they were like transported to this other place or whatever so right. they go into this room and it's steven and mark and they're face to face with the mom oh okay and i the guess mom. like what they're saying is this scene is so powerful like oscar worthy like oscar isaac did such an amazing job in the performance that it was oscar worthy an oscar yeah and so, but they pulled it because it was too heavy and it didn't fit with the flow of the episode. Right. And so they pulled it, but like, I've read like multiple things from multiple people that are like, so-and-so who did the production and so-and-so who was working on the script and so-and-so was this like, just like insane acting, like just phenomenal job. So uh, I, I'm really interested to see that come out because I definitely want to see that, but just oh, to, yeah. just to kind of follow up and uh, about the like you said the uh, the high level of acting and, and and the performance from Oscar Isaac um but the premise of the show I really enjoyed it uh the gods and the avatars and 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 the and the history and just kind of like the 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 flow of the show I thought it was really good like yeah if you'd have told me you know before the show started it was like oh there's this guy and there's like these uh you know these gods and they have avatars and, 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 you know, they kind of control them and they all kind of have different power from certain things. Like, I'd have been, like, it's a little sketchy, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's very, like... Not easy to describe. No, I it's not. Describe this show, if you try to describe this show to people who haven't seen it and try to make them understand it, you start telling them and go, hey, look, I know that doesn't sound good at all. Just trust me. Watch it. Like, I can't, you can't really explain it. Well, not well. It's not easy. That's oh, sure. I can explain. It doesn't mean it's gonna be well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it, like you said, each episode, and that's kind of the, uh, it's kind of the Disney Plus, uh, you know, mantra. Like every episode gets better. 
And it's been right. every show's like that. Every single one that we liked was was better. Like from you took it the first episode to the end. Like some right. of the ones had better first episodes <laughs> than others, right? Like absolutely. Like the first Wandavision was okay, but by the time we got to the end, it was mind blowing, right? Right. The absolutely. The first Winter and the Soldier was Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good, but by the end in the story, and we figured out what was going on. It was really good. Right, Loki. Right. Loki was probably the best first episode where we were like, "Oh shit, let's go." Yeah, now, yeah, you know, was really good. But by, and yeah. by the end of Loki, you know, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the significance and the power of, of what that of what that show brought uh, when we talk next week about uh, Doctor Strange and the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Just a heads up, you've got one more week to get at and see that if you don't want to. Be spoiled when you're listening to the 209 Till Infinity podcast. That's right. That's right. So be adv- be be aware of that in advance. Now let me ask you this: um, Was there anything that you um, not Oscar Isaac related about the show that you really you really dug or you really liked? I liked Ethan Hawke a lot. I liked him as the uh, villain. I liked the whole premise of, and I think we talked about it before. I like the premise of you've got these two camps battling it out and really neither one of them are right, but one's a little bit worse than the other. Cause one is trying to like basically kill off anyone, everyone in the whole world who has the possibility of doing evil. But I like the fact that you've got uh, Ethan Hawke's character who is working for the God that believes you should kill everyone who they, they know will do something wrong eventually or in the future to just rid them of the world now. And then you've got Moon Knight, who works with, is it Kanchu? I think it's Kanchu. Kanchu, my friend. Yeah. you got Kanchu, who uh, believes in once somebody does something wrong, they're no longer a good person and worthy of living. You take them out then. Like, hey, this is not a good person. They did this. They need to die now. So neither one of them are really right. But you find yourself rooting for... You know, Spectre and Strange, and Strange, called Strange, Grant, Stephen Grant, not Stephen Strange. <laughs> you, you're, you're rooting for Spectre and Grant, who happen to be on the side of Conchu, but don't really like Conchu, right? They don't really want to be a part of his world, but he's a necessary means to an end for them to get through and get on the other side of this. They have to kind of use him. Um, I love that whole premise, that whole kind of bad and badder you know like uh, neither one's really right they're both wrong but yet they, they've got to still get through and persevere and, and win this in the end to save the world i love that and just ethan hawk was so calm in the way he spoke so relaxed and so chill and yet still so menacing and evil i thought he did a great i thought he did a great job um i liked him a lot um loved his character i, lo- I love Conchu too uh I think it's F. Murray Abraham who's doing the voice of Conchu. Conchu was evil and menacing and yet kind of funny, like with his deep voice and his presence. He made me laugh a couple times in the show with the way he spoke. Oh, you know, oh, God, the idiots back again. Whenever he'd refer to, you know, to, to Grant, you know, oh, right. the idiots in control. You know, I, I love that. I love that whole dynamic and how that worked, how that played out. But, man. Yeah, so that's just some other things I liked. I, I thought Ethan Hawke was amazing. Like, I totally believed him. 
when they flashed back to the therapy sessions and he was the therapist, he nailed that, like that role. But then it's this uh, uh, avatar for, I forget the name of the god who he's trying, Amit? I think it's Amit. Amit. That they're trying to raise and bring back from the dead. He's Amit's avatar. Um, he was evil and scary and menacing, but yet still so quiet and soft-spoken. Like, the way he did, you know, a lot of times when guys play villains, it's like, I'm going to kill you. He was just like, so, listen. You know, very, very, very uh, humble the way he did it. In yeah. His performance. Yeah, it was so cool. uh, they, he was trying to release Amit, who is this huge crocodile gator oh gator is a gator uh gator uh gator god kind of uh at least in 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 in, uh real life form and then uh obviously conchu is like a dead bird kind of i don't know how to describe him yeah some kind of bird yeah and then the uh the hippo that we keep referencing is uh tawaret who uh is a huge very 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 nice thoughtful sweet hippo actually in not in size but the way that the hippo sounds yeah that's how the girl that sat right next to me on the flight to alabama kind of sounded like she, <laughs> she was very much like that yeah and actually it's um and then in the show mark specter's wife becomes her avatar when it's time to fight and get down to business which i thought was really cool right that was a nice touch that she got to actually join in on the fight and become kind of a moon knight type hero as well and she was really cool she had like wings and was it was awesome like the final battle in the end where you finally really got to see a lot of moon knight and what they can do and, and how their powers work and i love the whole dynamic of uh strange inspector trading off back and forth to fight uh, keep calling him. Did I call him Strange again? I sure want to call did. him Stephen Strange. It's Stephen Grant. I love Grant going back and forth between the sharing the duties of fighting, and and Grant finally got um, felt confident and comfortable and realized that he was Mark and Mark was him, so he could do everything Mark could do, and he started kicking ass. Like I like that whole whole dynamic i thought was really cool and that final battle was amazing man it's just a overall i thought like i said it's top three for me a a really great show really really great show good watch when it ended and you got the final scene with uh the third personality in the mix and you learn that this personality speaks a different language um then then doesn't speak english I was like, holy shit, Oscar's gonna is the man if they continue this and he pulls that off. So if he's now like Spectre with his American accent, and then he's he's Grant with the English accent, and then you bring in this guy who it sounded I don't know 100 percent it wasn't Spanish. Mm-hmm. Doing the Spanish on top of that, and you got all three of them going. Man, sign me up. I cannot wait to watch that happen. Yeah, like, and I it, want to see that so badly. Right. And you get to the point where like and, and I thought that was really, like, really awesome how uh, how Stephen Grant and um, Mark Spector finally found a way to kind of work together, like you were talking about, instead yes. of, like, fighting, you know, the multiple personalities of fighting against each other. They found they a way to work. They were against each other for almost the whole show. Five like, episodes. Give me control. Yeah. Give me control. No, give me control. Look, you need me. Bring me in. Almost like a wrestling, like a tag team. Like, yo, man, tag me in. You're getting your ass handed to you. You need me. They finally, they like kind of fell in love with each other. And and 
even though it's the same person, they learned to like each other and learned they learned about their family and where they came from and why they are the way they are. And then it was like they bonded and it was really sweet when um, it was so sweet when um, Grant falls off the boat that's taking them to the other world, taking them basically to heaven. I think it's Egyptian's version of heaven. They're on the boat going to heaven because Mark has been shot and, and he's dead and they're on the other side going to the afterlife. But Grant falls off the boat and turns to stone. And Spectre goes back for him to save him rather than go on into the afterlife. He goes back to save him. It was really sweet, man, and just really, really well done. I, I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I might rethink it. This might jump up in the, the number two spot on my top three. I don't know. It's really good. If, if any of our listeners haven't watched this show yet, um, it's different. It's out there. Get through that first episode because you're going to be like, WTF, man, I don't know what's happening here. What's going on? This is weird. And it is. But every episode opens the story up a little more, unravels it more, and brings you in and, and helps you to understand. And then by the time you get to the payoff at the end, it's it's so worth it, man. It was and really we, well done. And we haven't show. even and then we haven't even dug into Jake Lockley yet, because we don't know anything yet. You only see him in the it's a bonus. It's an after well, credit. I do I knew there was going to be another scene. I waited because there wasn't one the whole episode. Well, you knew so something. You knew something happened. Something. You knew something yeah. happened because when uh, they defeated um, Ethan Hawke, yes, um, yeah, Mark Spector was like, like, like he was done. Like he was about, to, and all of a sudden, like there was this flash forward, and he's standing over Ethan Hawke, and he's killed him, and then. Um, uh, the girl blanking out on her name right now. Specter's oh. wife. Specter's yeah, wife. Like, what the hell? What Mark? was that? And then he's yeah. like, I don't know. And then like Steven's like, I don't like what I don't know. Like, and then yeah. so then like something happened and you didn't know what it was. And then they kind of just like, well, we gotta go get rid of. We gotta we gotta kill him. There's only one way, and we grab his body. So then they take it back to the lair, or the whatever the tomb or whatever you want to call where all the gods are. And then like. And then that's it. Like they just kind of move forward, and they get, and he releases him because that was part of the the, the thing that they hooked up with Conchu that Stephen hooked up. Like we, when we do this, you will release us. Like what is the terms, right? And then you know the the show ends, and then there this is the only show where there's an end credit, and that's where Jake Lockley pops up. Right, and there were several times. And Jake Lockley again is Os Oscar Isaac. Right, yeah, because he's got multiple personalities, and we learned throughout the show he's got a third. And there were several moments. I think there was two other moments during the show where all of a sudden they're in trouble, and they black out. And when they come to, he's got a gun in his hand, and there's dead people, or he's got a knife in his hand, and the guy's dead. And neither Spectre or Grant did it. And so they alluded to this character a couple times, but you never got a name, never heard him speak, and they never spoke to him. But you know throughout the show, I think it's come episode two or three, they, they make you aware that there's someone else in there who's got control of the reins on occasion. Um, but they didn't give him a name or give him a voice until that post credit scene after episode six. And... Uh, Man, I'm on board to learn more about Jake and to hear all three of those guys arguing with each other um, and trying to gain control or trying to get him under control and bring him on board as part of the team. 
it's either going to be like he's going to be a villain and they're going to be fighting him the whole time or they're going to convert him and bring him on and use him to help it's either way it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a ride if they can make it happen man i I can't wait absolutely uh for me i would probably say this is uh it's tied for my fourth it's probably it's probably fourth okay number four yeah what's your what's your three ahead of that uh i'm gonna have uh loki number one loki one okay uh, wandavision two got you okay and, and then like i was thinking about this three four i think i liked hawkeye better okay because hawkeye. i right. i really liked the hawkeye show i, I just I it, it, was, it was fun it was fun and it was just and i think it's just more of that it's and I know that it's not realistic, but it is realistic in the sense that we're in New York City and there's this is going on and it's the aftermath of Endgame. And, you know, he's, you know, uh, you know, and uh, Kate Bishop and, and, and the Kingpin piece. And there's so many things in there that I really enjoyed uh, about the show. So and, and and whereas this one is like totally unknown and totally new and, and mind blowing and I really enjoyed it. But it's like to me, it's like. Oh, you really like combo pizza better than pepperoni pizza? Yeah. Well, right. I love I mean, them both. Yeah. I mean, if you want yeah. to make me choose, so. Look, the worst Marvel show is still good. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there hasn't been a Disney Plus stinker yet. There's ones definitely I've liked more than others. And I agree with you. I've got, I'd, I would put, uh, I would put Hawkeye at four. I would have it right under, right under the sh- Moon Knight at four. And then I don't I don't know. Uh, then then I guess it's after that it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, I uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I and I and I hope that Oscar Isaac signs on, and I hope we see this character in another season. I hope we see him pop up in movies. I think he would be an interesting character to try to work with someone else in a movie, like especially if he's wrestling with other personalities and trying to get them under control because there's the whole thing of can he trust himself and can this other person he's working with trust him you know so it would be an interesting dynamic to get and uh yeah i'm i'm ready man i'm I'm on board well i I know this it it, it was uh we weren't really sure we knew it was coming out we knew it was going to be the the stop gap if you will before uh dr strange and the multiverse of madness Um, and we didn't really know what it was going to be, but we we knew we were excited because it was Marvel and it was Disney plus, and we were, we were ready for it. And, uh, I, I, this is not going to be a surprise to anybody. We were not disappointed. No, no, we weren't disappointed. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I thought it was really fun. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm ready. Next, next stop on Disney plus now is the, uh, Obi-Wan show happens this month. I forget the exact date. But I'm really excited for that because I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan. I like Ewan McGregor a lot. For me, he was the bright spot in those prequels for Star Wars. I thought he was the best thing about it. Like, the fact that they cast him um, and uh, as Obi-Wan, I thought he was great, man. Other than Ewan McGregor, who they killed off in, you know, episode one, I thought he well, he was good, too. No, excuse me, not Ewan McGregor. They did not kill off Ewan McGregor. That's Obi-Wan. I was like, um, uh... <laughs> No, uh, God, what's the actor's name now? I'm blanking out on on his name. He was in Taken. Liam Neeson. I liked Liam Neeson's character, but they killed him off in the first one, so he didn't make a return. But, man, I'm, I'm totally stoked for Obi-Wan. That's next from Disney+. Plus. Um, and then, yeah. And then I think on the Marvel side, I think it's Ms. Marvel, which I'm not 
I'll be honest, I'm not super excited for a, a little kid, little girl superhero show, but I mean, I'll, I'll check it out because I'm paying for the subscription, but that one's not high up on my radar. I'm not like chomping at the bit for a Miss Marvel show, you know what I mean? But I'll check it out. If, if, if it grabs me after a couple episodes, I'll watch it, but if I don't like it, I will move on. But yeah, so we got Obi-Wan and then that, I think, are next as far as the Disney Plus TV shows go. So, so the Obi-Wan release date is May 27th. It was originally supposed to be May 25th, uh, but they pushed it back two days. Uh, and uh, here's how crazy the Star Wars community is. They knew that pushing back Obi-Wan Kenobi two days was going to piss people off and they were going to get massive backlash, that they had Ewan McGregor do the announcement so that they wouldn't get mad. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but Ewan McGregor is I the did. one that would announce that Obi-Wan Kenobi would now be coming out on the 27th. But we want you to know that it's going to be episode one and two streaming at the same time. Like I that's what that's hear. what they did. The Obi-Wan announced it so like the whole world wouldn't they wouldn't like get attacked. <laughs> I did hear that uh, they were giving us two at one in one clip. They did that with WandaVision as well, didn't they? They gave us two in one. I, I forget, but yeah, yeah I, I, two did, at once, I, think. I did hear that. I didn't realize that Ewan made the announcement. That's funny. And I, you know what? Hardcore Star Wars fans are so crazy. You could have had Jesus come out and announce that. I'm sure they were still pissed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. God, that, that gates of heaven could have opened and Jesus could have walked on water down and out and been like, listen, everybody. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan's delayed a couple of days. And they'd have been like, to hell with you, Jesus. I want my Star Wars, man. Like that, that, they're Star Wars fans and Marvel fans. Boy, they are vocal. Any fan that is so passionate about something and love it, that goes for sports fans. I think that goes for music fans. The diehards will tell you that that's their favorite band and then proceed to talk shit on them if they don't. Yo, I am the biggest Metallica fan ever, man. I've been day one ride or die fan. But yo, that new album sucks balls, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they when you're a diehard man, you're the most honest, passionate fan base ever. And, and Star Wars has got it in spades, man. They get pissed. Like, George Lucas will never live down Jar Jar Binks. Star Wars fans won't let him. Like, they will never let him forget that. Like, he will, till the day he dies, you know, somebody will be at George Lucas's funeral and be like, yo, he's a great dude, man. He was a family man, a father, a husband. But man, that fucking Jar Jar, <laughs> that was some bullshit, man. Like, it, it, that's just how how fa- hardcore fans roll, dude. And Star Wars has got them. They're crazy. Crazy, dude. Well, today is March 8th. Nope, May 8th. Yes. And it's Mother's Day. So before it we is. leave. We're recording on Mother's Day. We're recording Absolutely. on Mother's Day. Uh, the, the, the last, uh, next week, we're going to have uh, Bill back in studio. Hopefully, right. uh, get get in some uh, some heavy stuff uh, that we got to talk about. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of things get coming down the pike that we got to talk about, uh, as, as a Mad Cyclone once said. Man, you should yeah. listed off a lot of things that are coming up. And we told them we yeah. just list it so that we don't forget because we're old. That's right. Yeah, we got to keep putting it out there. Oh, we're going to talk about A, B, C, D, and E. Because if we don't, like, <laughs> cement it. Yeah. Once it's recorded, it's forever. Like, we'll forget. How many times, dude, have you and I been like, oh, hey, man, next week, I got some. There was one time you were like, hey, next week, man, I got a big, I got something really crazy to tell you. Just remind me. And then we get to the episode and I'm like, hey, man, so last week you told me you had something really big to tell me. And you're like, yeah, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Next. I, hey. you know, 
moving on. Yeah. I, I do this now. Like I, I did this the other day. Like I walked up from my desk. I walked up. It, it's like across an aisle and a half to where my supervisor sits. And I walked over there in front of my supervisor where her stuff's at. Like she's got all these papers and stuff like in a, in, in a, in like a, um, like a spot where, you know, they just commonly use papers that we need, you know what I mean? So like, there's already like, so we can just go grab them or whatever. I walked right. over to the paper thing and I was like, and she came out and she looked at me and she's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I hate that. That's the worst. No idea. Dude, dude. Can't remember. Nothing makes you feel older than when you get up and walk into a room and have no clue why you got up and went. I, into that and room. here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm really struggling with. I'm trying to figure out if I feel worse with that because I'm older or when I walk somewhere and I'm doing something and I stop and open the refrigerator, even though I know I wasn't going there, but somehow I ended up at the refrigerator. Would I rather yeah. feel older or fatter? Yeah. <laughs> Which one is yeah. worse? Cause I've been like, and I'm looking in the refrigerator and I was like, what was I doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, I was going to the laundry room. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I needed a paper clip and yet somehow I'm in the cupboard grabbing a bag of chips. Since well, since I'm here, might as well grab a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, been there, done that, my friend. You know, I know yeah, you have. The worst. All right, so a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's yes. Day to all yes. the mothers. Bill, you want to say nice? Because I know your mom is an avid listener. Oh, absolutely she is. She's listening. I guarantee she'll be streaming this episode when it drops. She'll be bumping it in the whip. Oh, she definitely <laughs> definitely will continue to listen, especially since you referenced sweet black pussy. Oh, God, please don't listen to this episode, Mom. I forgot about that. <laughs> see, that was, see, I already forgot. That was just uh, 40 minutes ago. Uh, yeah, you know what, man? I'm on my way to see my mom and have lunch with her today. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh much respect and love to all the mothers out there. I think it's a kind of a cliche, but it is an unforgiving job. It is a difficult job. It is a 24 hour a day job. You never get time off from being mom. As a dad, uh, you know, we clock out and go to the office and then we come home. And, it, uh, you know, the mothers out there, it's, it's 24 seven. You're on the clock and you don't get a break. And sometimes it's unforgiving. It's unrewarding. People don't respect you enough for it. But let me tell you to all the moms out there, including mine, we love you and thank you. This podcast wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. You made everything possible. So love and respect and happy Mother's Day. Ditto. Ditto. I like it. There you <laughs> Just go. kidding. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I, 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 don't, I don't know if you listen. Sometimes I feel like you do listen. You probably turned it off immediately when Bill started talking with his nasty words today. If, if you did hang in there, if you did hang in there, happy Mother's Day. Uh, I know my mom right now today, and I was very happy because, I, as you know, if you listen to the show, uh, it's been a rough year on the family with a lot of the stuff that's gone on. So anytime the holidays pop up, there's a lot of uh, like worry and concern, like what's going to happen. My mom is actually with my sister and my sister's mother-in-law and my sister's sister-in-law and they're all doing like a little mother thing with all the ladies so i'm really happy that she's out there doing something so um it, it, i'm happy for that so happy mother's day and i will leave you with this amazing quote which is just it really brings home the spirit of the holiday and it says my mom is a prosecutor and every year she brings up the fact that mother's day is the day with the lowest crime I think that says a lot about how many moms commit crimes throughout the year, but can't today because they're too busy being celebrated. 
<laughs> I love it. That's it, man. Genius. 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 Hey, thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the show, being part of the journey, part of the 209 Pod Squad. Shout out to all the faithful listeners. We love you. We appreciate you. To all the mothers in the uh, fandom, if you will, happy Mother's Day. We hope you guys have a great day. And to all you motherfuckers, happy birthday. Happy Mother's Day to all y'all, too. Uh, <laughs> you have one week. Right. You have one week to watch Doctor Strange in the, multi, uh, the Multiverse of Madness. Absolutely, you've been put on notice. You've been put on notice in exactly one week. The episode, well, one week and one day, the episode for that will post. So you guys yes. have got to be ready and on top of it because uh, I'll just give you a little bit of a sneak peek. A lot to unravel. Oh, so much. Yeah, yeah. Big movie, big movie, big movie, uh, highly anticipated. And uh, we're going to dig in and it will be spoilery as hell so spoiler ready mm-hmm. that's right buckle up and enjoy the ride because review coming next week guarantee hey as a as, as a as a uh as a very talented flight attendant once once told me i'm in the man's can bed time and dad buckle up <laughs> right yes farmer friend that's right 100 percent. all right man you ready for me to get us on up out of here yes sir please do All right, in the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Uh Uh-oh. Get it. Welcome to Atlanta, Jack and Hatter.